Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Peaceful Powerhouse podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Adames. And today we have a very special guest, pain expert here, Katie Sutton. Um, Katie and I are going to be talking about pain in a way that you've probably never heard before. And it's a very exciting topic because pain can be taken and felt in many different areas of our life, whether that's emotional pain, mental pain, physical pain, you name it, people feel it. And sometimes you don't feel it, and but it's there. And that's where we're going to talk about. And I'm so excited to introduce you to Katie. Welcome, Katie. Thank you for coming on today. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. So let's just dive right in, shall we? We shall. <laughs> Can you just list what you do? Tell us who you are, what you do, and where you're from. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Katie Sutton. I am from Colorado and I am a rehabilitation specialist and a master neuro coach specializing in pain specifically. So I help to expose the truth about pain because we often mistreat pain because it's so often misunderstood. And so once we start to understand pain specifically, because I mean, everybody is going to experience pain at one point in their life. So all of us need to know what pain is specifically, because we haven't been taught that. And so that leaves a lot of unknown, a lot of uncertainty, which can actually cause us to be stuck in pain. So my job is to educate and to help people understand what pain is, but also to tap into the power of their brain and their nervous system to unleash pain freedom. That way you can break the stuck vicious cycle that keeps you in pain and you can break out of it and actually have control over your body, over your pain and over your mind. So that's what I do in a nutshell. That's awesome, Katie. I love that. And for anyone listening right now, Katie has actually helped me in my life to release and really tap into like what's really the deeper reason why I would feel pain. And I wouldn't feel pain in a I would feel it in a very subtle way where I wouldn't even know that I'm feeling it. And that's the beauty of like what Katie does is like you, you help people from experiencing all levels of pain, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, pain is not just one thing. We have been taught that pain is just physical, but I mean, when you just treat the physical pain and you're still having these symptoms kick on and you're not getting the relief that you want at that point, you're missing something. And so I'll dive in more onto like what we call like the whole pain recipe that kind of causes us to stay in this, the same vicious cycle. Um, but just for now, physical pain is just one part of the pain recipe. Pain is its own animal and it's not just biological stuff. It's emotional, it's social, it's psychological, it's mental, mm -hmm. it's everything all combined. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, that's why I'm bringing you, I brought you on this podcast is because I like exactly what you share is like, it's really overall right? It's about our life in general. What can we let go of? Or what do we need to pay attention to that is like alarming us to pay attention, right? Um, there was this, this thing, I think it was you who told me that whenever, like, 
I feel pain or somebody feels pain is because something is wrong, right? Something is happening in our lives, whatever that looks like, where we need to pay attention. And it could be that we're off track somewhere, we're not, you know, living in alignment or, or something's going on. And I know from experience and with your help, really uncovering the deeper reason why it showed up in my life. And I love that you do that for other people. So how would you describe, like, how could, say, somebody who is in pain right now and may not even be aware that they're in pain, how would they, you know, come to become aware of what is actually happening? Okay. So with pain specifically, like you're going to know if you're in pain, right? So you're going to feel these intense physical sensations. You may have trouble moving. Um, that's the biological, the physical aspect of it. It could be an injury. It could be having surgery, that type of stuff. And, you know, our bodies definitely have a response to that physical pain because those messages to the brain, the brain is sending out these danger signals to protect us. And pain is actually an alert system. It brings attention back to ourselves. And so when we do have pain, it doesn't necessarily mean that something is wrong with us. It just means that we are needing attention in a specific area. Mm -hmm. And so on a physical level, I mean, especially people who deal with chronic pain on a daily basis, that's something that they always think about, right? And so it's an alert system. Pain is a request for change. And a mm -hmm. lot of that time, a lot of the time, the pain that is needing a change of some sort is going to go along the lines of physical, um, psychological, and social. I mean, they're all going to be contributing in different aspects. And so when you're going to like the psychological part of pain, because I like to think of it as like three different bubbles, you know, so one of them is going to be a biological, this is going to be all the physical, like your genetics, like surgery, pills, procedures, that type of thing. And then there's like another one that's psychological, that's going to be tied to your emotions and your thoughts and your internal world, basically. And so then there's another one that's social. And so this is going to be like, you know, society, finances, support, family, relationships, all of that. And so these bubbles all interconnect together. And then where they all intersect, that's where pain lives. And when we mm -hmm. don't understand that pain is its own animal, because we've been taught and, you know, we've actually had the definition of pain just being like, physical damage to tissue on a physical biological level. So we're always trying to fix things in a technical mechanical type of way. However, if you're just focusing on the biological physical aspects, you're missing two thirds of the pain equation. And so if we can understand that, then we can start to figure out what to repivot, what to change. And so if we're having a lot of that physical pain, that discomfort, mm -hmm. you know, it's like our body's alert system, right? And so we don't necessarily listen until it's so painful because we're stubborn and we often get mm -hmm. distracted. And when we have pain, we often think that something's wrong with us. Now, when we yeah. go into the psychological bubble of pain, you know, it's our internal dialogue. It's how we're talking with each other. It's the emotions that we're feeling in a moment, whether we're being triggered by a situation of what, whatever, 
And so, you know, like when you have like a lot of fear or anxiety, you feel it in the body, right? I know for me, I feel it in the pit of my stomach. I feel my chest tighten. Sometimes I get a headache. Um, I know when I'm extremely stressed internally, it'll kick on a migraine. And then, you know, that's my body's way of being like, Hey, something needs to change here. And then we've got like the social bubble, the sociological bubble where, you know, are you getting support from people when it comes to your pain? How are you feeling about your career? Are you having issues in your relationship with friends, family, um, coworkers, whatever it is, how are your finances, everything. So all of those is going, all of, all of it is going to contribute to pain. So if we're not looking at the whole picture, you're not treating pain. And if we don't look at the brain, we're not treating pain because pain starts in the brain. Yeah, I love that. I love how you just brought up like societal, um, social norms, social pain is what I meant to say. And the reason why is because like, I you never really think about it as like an external thing. You just like, for me, I, I never knew this is all new to me. Like, I never knew that like, my external like people around me affect that level of what I feel in my body and I knew that with like my thoughts and emotions but like I didn't know that the connection between pain and our thoughts and our emotions and that has been really good to know for me to have that awareness because as a really like high achieving individual I'm stressed all the time right and there's like anxiety comes up here and there and I would feel like shoulder pain and like my back the back of my neck as you know and like you really helped me to get to the root of why that's even like what am I thinking and what are my feelings and emotions really happening so that I can release that pain and actually go throughout my day feeling good and if it comes up again I know exactly what to do you know and it's not like a chronic pain where like you know, people experience where they need like more attention, more like pressing attention, like you said, the different levels, but it's still something that is very important to be aware of to, so that you can take care of it on a day-to-day basis. So if there's like a person who experiences pain, has been experiencing a lot of pain for many years, let's say, and they've, um, they've tried all the things how, what would you recommend to them? Like how, what do you think it would be the first step for them to take the right step to take that they've taken maybe have tried in the past that didn't work? Like, I'm sure you know that there are, there are like techniques and things that are out there that are kind of backwards and, or that they do work, but if you're not doing the right things first, you they won't actually work does that make sense like how can how can somebody get started on retrying restarting again to to release the pain yeah absolutely um so you know I I was in that spot too where I had tried everything however I was only doing one third of the pain recipe and so I was only just focusing on the physical part of it and this is where a lot of us get stuck in is because you know we're taught that it's just all physical we have to do different surgeries and procedures and medication in order to heal chronic pain well that doesn't necessarily heal it. It's just putting a mask on. And so 
the biggest like first step for anybody to start breaking the pain cycle is to get educated on it because mm -hmm. there's actually been a study like done in Canada and medical schools that 96% of the medical professionals are not trained in pain. They get zero pain education. So if you can actually understand pain, you can then figure out like, what's going to work best for you. Because if we're not understanding pain and we're not sure how it works, we're going to be mistreated. We're not going to understand it to know what are the things that are actually going to fix it. And so this is why it's like everything all combined into one. So if you really want to start breaking out of the pain cycle, it's getting out of the traditional way that we have been taught about pain. Because up until 2020, the definition of pain hadn't changed for like four decades. And it was strictly all about the physical biological issues that come about when it comes with pain. Because if it's physical and it's tangible we and we can see that right and this is another thing it's just like you by listening to this podcast by um tuning in with different levels of pain and what it is you're automatically breaking the cycle because you're not repeating the same information you're not regurgitating the same stuff that is keeping you stuck in that cycle because if you're just treating one aspect of it like the biological which many of us are you're just mm -hmm. symptom treating at that point because you're missing two-thirds mm -hmm. of the pain freedom equation is what i like to call it and mm -hmm. so if you can just get educated and learn about it because have you ever gone into a doctor's office and you're like i have all this pain have you ever been explained what pain is or how it works no, no, most no. likely though. No, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of us aren't, but yeah, yet we go to these medical professionals to help us cure this. But all they've been taught because they've had zero pain education is to just prescribe pills to do this procedure. But there's so much more that goes into pain because physical pain is going to lead into emotional pain, emotional trauma. It's going to affect how you are feeling out in the world because if we if we are in pain, we have a tendency to want to isolate ourselves because those are like the messages that our brain is telling us. And so, like I said before, pain starts in the brain and, you know, the physical sensations that we have until it reaches the brain, it's not pain. So the brain is always scanning different information out there based on your internal, your external environment and dictating whether or not that is a threat based off of your own experiences and how your subconscious is wired. And then that is when your brain is going to be like, okay, like how much pain am I going to trigger out there? And like, how much of it am I going to produce? Which is why it's so hard to gauge like, okay, um, how's your pain level and everything? Mm -hmm. Well, today it feels really good, but tomorrow it, it, it's pretty minimal. It's all based on how your brain is perceiving your internal and external world. So if we can understand how the brain works, oh. especially when it comes to pain, that empowers people. I know it did for me and it's done for a lot of my clients to actually feel like we have control in the situation. Because when we're told, hey, you just got to take these medications. You can't do X, Y, and Z for the rest of your life. This is something that you just have to deal with. We feel very, very defeated. We feel very lost and that we can't do what we want. So when you're educated on pain and you know the, the three main bubbles that bring about pain, 
you now know what to look for. And oftentimes when it comes to pain, sometimes it's just being aware of what's going on because when we have pain, it hurts. You know, everyday life is a struggle, stress kicks on and we have a tendency to disconnect. We just want to distract ourselves. So we keep busy, 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 but the pain is trying to get your attention to be like, Hey, something is not quite working. Something needs your attention. And the more and more that we ignore it, the more and more of that, like these physical symptoms are going to come about until it's to the point where you're like forced to sit down and look at them, whether it's an injury, whether it's an illness, even cancer at some point, they all have a specific meaning that is tied to what you're thinking and feeling on an internal level. So I would say get educated on pain and understand what it is, which is why I am so passionate about this because Mm -hmm. I mean, the medical system is going through a huge upgrade right now and getting this information out there is incredibly critical because that's when we can get out of pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love how you said, like, it's basically like almost like starting from scratch, like as if you know nothing. And you're starting from understanding what the pain is so that you can now start to release it, like reprogramming yourself to and retraining yourself to move away from that for good, where it's no longer, you know, hindering your life and when you're wanting to hide, right? Because most people want to live and show show up in their life. They want to live a fulfilling, happy life, pain-free live in peace and ease and so when it comes to like understanding what's happening on an internal level like what are the common things that you see most people struggle with to like get over when it comes to like and I know it's different for everybody because we have different lives but like what is something that's most common that you notice people to to have a major hurdle over as they move away. Yeah. Um, I think the, the biggest ones is, uh, basically believing I'm broken. I've tried everything. So why is this going to work now? Um, I'm doomed to live with this forever. There's no hope for me. Um, it's basically getting into that mindset where, you know, you've tried everything, right. But have you actually been treated in a way where you're, you're being treated as a whole, looking at the physical, the biological, the psychological, looking into your thoughts, into your emotions, um, your social life. Like, are you getting support? Like, are you interacting with different people? Are you isolating yourself? Um, it's, it's very different for each person because pain is specific to the individual. So, Mm -hmm. but like, if you don't have all of those components, you're not necessarily treating pain. And so it's, just being caught up in that story of like, oh, I've tried everything and it's not working. My body is broken because the the body is going to listen to whatever the mind tells it. It's it's very, very receptive. So if you're downright talking crap about yourself, I mean, your body's going to feel that and it's going to show through physical pain or discomfort or injury. So it's just like breaking out of that old perception that we have been taught about pain. That seems to like be one of like the biggest hurdles, but like, if you've tried quote unquote, everything like on a chiropractor massage, done pain pills, uh, physical therapy, done surgeries, and you're still having this pain, you're not 
treating your pain. You're just treating symptoms. You're not getting to the source of it. So if you are actually treating the source of it, could you actually see pain in a different perspective? Yeah, that's major. That's so big because like, I remember like feeling uh, like I used to experience TMJ, like the jaw pain and so sometimes it comes up and but I'm aware that it's because of how <laughs> how anxious I am in that moment because I'm clenching my teeth so I'm like locking my jaw that's causing this this to be suppressed this like and I'm causing pain with myself right because but that's all from here like what am I thinking that I need to not be thinking right or like what is happening in my surrounding in my environment like is there massive chaos and my mom and my grandma are having a fight or something you know like what's happening it's really I love that because it's about having having awareness but really understanding your 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 inner game first because without that there's you can't really move forward um, and I know you dive really deep with your clients. Cause I, you do that with me is like really getting to the root, like really getting curious and getting to the root thoughts that are really continuously putting, putting me, putting us there. I know, I remember I would have a story in my head, like, oh yeah, I always get like tense shoulders. And that's already telling myself that I'm, that I always, I had that belief that I always get tense on my shoulders. And just that awareness alone and shifting the language of how I'm, what I'm telling myself is, is a difference. But the real work is when you use it as a practice, right, Katie? You do it as a practice and become aware every single time that it shows up, but get really curious and do the coaching that, that is necessary to get to that root because most, more than likely it's a very subconscious deep rooted thought that is preventing that. And a lot of the times we can't catch that thought until we do some coaching around it where there's somebody else there facilitating the whole entire process. And Katie, I'll let you um, take that a little further so that, you know, the people listening right now can further understand what that looks like and what that actually means to go deeper. Yeah. Um, so going deeper, I mean, especially when you're in the same vicious pain cycle, it's just something that comes automatic and, you know, pain freedom is a practice and it's, it's practicing like how you are feeling, like what's going on in the sensations in your body. It's practicing like different habits, different, um, things that you do throughout the day. Everything is a practice because without you realizing it, you practice pain for a while, which is why your shoulders are tense when this comes about is because it's been a practiced habit over and over. And then your brain just sees it as familiar. And it's just like, oh, well, I'm going to take the pressure off of her. And then I'm just going to put this as an automation. That way she doesn't have to think about it. And so that gets you caught in the same vicious pain cycle over and over and over again. And oftentimes we have a hard time spotting that because if it's so automatic, it's like a blind spot for us because we're not consciously thinking about it. It's just something that's 
ingrained in us and it's how we are wired. However, with the plasticity of the brain, you can change the brain and how it's wired. And so since brain or since pain is in the brain, that means we can change pain. And mm-hmm. the reason why I say that pain is in the brain is because, you know, the, for example, phantom limb pain, people that have had amputations on their limbs, they can still feel physical, intense, excruciating pain in the limb that is no longer there. So that has Mm -hmm. to mean that pain is produced somewhere else instead of the body. Pain cannot just solely live in the body. And so if it's produced in the brain, brain is it's like, it's very moldable, which means that pain can be changed and molded. And so when we are educated on that, and this is why I am such a huge advocate for education and coaching and all of this stuff is because when you're working with a coach specifically, you get narrowed in on how your brain is working on how your nervous system is wired because not everything that works for something, somebody else is going to work for you. I mean, I know for me, I've tried to do stuff that other people have done. And I was just like, oh my gosh, it's not working. I try it for a little bit and I'm not getting the results that they want. And then I automatically think that something's wrong with me and I I can't be fixed. I can't help. And then the pain starts to get going on and I start to isolate and I start to hide. And, you know, it starts to become like a huge snowball effect. And so with a coach, it dives on in with you specifically on how your brain and your nervous system is wired specifically to the cycle that's keeping you stuck in pain. And so when you can actually see these blind spots coming about, you're like, oh my gosh, okay. I understand how my pain is wired. Okay. So now that I have this awareness, I know what to change because if we are not aware on how we are wired or how pain is working or how we are feeling on a mental, emotional, or physical level, we don't necessarily know what to change. So we just come continue to repeat the cycle over and over and over again and feel like there's no hope. Whereas Mm. with coaching, it's like opening up a different door being like, Hey, this is what's going on here. And you could stop that cycle right there. When you have awareness, you have the power and the choice to decide whether or not you want to continue the cycle. Because now that you're aware on how the cycle is coming about, that brings power to you to bring choice on how you want to move forward. And even if you don't know how to move forward, that awareness on how the cycle came about is a huge, huge power point because you're like, oh my gosh, this, this makes total sense. Okay. I had no idea. This was how I was operating and everything too, because we're not taught how our brains work, how, how our bodies work and how they connect together, because we have been taught that pain is very separate and mental pain is tied with therapy and all of that. And it has that Mm -hmm. stigma of mental illness. No, they interchange, they interconnect. And that's like another thing with the medical system is like physicians are not trained on the mental side of pain, whereas therapists are not trained on the physical side of pain. So we've kept Mm -hmm. them separate for so long when actuality, they, they intertwine, Mm -hmm. they go back and forth, they feed off each other. And so we have to look at that as a whole. And that's what I love about coaching in general is because it looks at you as a whole and it teaches you how to trust yourself to ask those questions, to feel empowered, where you get to decide where you get to choose and it helps you get to the root source of it. Yeah, that's, I love that so much. And I love the, the idea of like, 
individualism because we're all individual we're all very unique and I'm not a fan of like cookie cutters and like processes that are geared to general population when really we're not like that like like you said not one thing that works for you is not going to work for somebody else or and vice versa and it's really about looking at an individual as a whole individually about them and only them and I and like it just it I just love it so much because me personally I like that individual work anyways because I know that my life is completely different than anybody you know I just especially as it comes to how my body is feeling you know when I'm um, releasing weight or feeling the pain like specifically my body I cannot do a diet that like the general population is doing I want what I want <laughs> you know and I want to uncover the pain that I'm experiencing, like the TMJ that I was experiencing, the shoulder pain, the neck pain, you know, and there was this one pain, I remember, Katie, that, like, my mom was feeling, and I picked up on it, wasn't that, like, sick, like, and I had no awareness of it until the next day, where I realized it was in the exact spot that she felt it, Mm-hmm. And I, I guess we can we can jump into how energetically picking up other people's things, especially how we're emotionally connected. Because I'm like, I feel like I've been very emotionally connected to my mom, and that that charge created that level of pain onto myself. It projected itself to me, but I took it on. I decided to take it on, right? So it's like taking my responsibility back, Katie, right? And I'm sure you do this, like, I feel like, I don't know why I keep comparing myself to like your clients. I feel like I don't experience the the level of pain that you're, but, but you just explained to us how like you work with people of all their area all all levels of pain so it doesn't matter but going back to the mom my mom's situation it was like the energetic I was taking responsibility for whatever she was experiencing that was not mine to take on and we can we can pick that apart however we want to Katie I'll let you I'll let you take the lead (laughs) yeah absolutely so um I'm really glad that you brought up the comparison thing because a lot of people get caught into the comparison trap when it comes to pain being like oh well this person was in an accident so their their pain is more intense than mine Mm -hmm. and um oh I just have emotional pain so I just must be like have like some mental illness or disorder or something so what I I want like the listeners to know and for you too is that pain is very specific to the individual and you can't necessarily measure someone's pain compared to somebody else because the pain cycle is very unique to the individual and some people may have more emotional pain some may have more physical pain but they're all interconnected and intertwined on Mm -hmm. how your body and how your brain is specifically regulated and so oftentimes when we're saying, oh, my pain isn't as bad as so-and-so we're, we're basically (laughs) downgrading our pain experience. And, you know, I know for, for me personally, 
Um, I had certain doctors that said, oh, your pain must just all be in your head because I would have these um, tests come back perfectly, like blood tests, x-rays, all of these things, and they couldn't find anything. So they're like, oh, it just must be all in your head. And so it's just like, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this way, or I shouldn't like express how I'm feeling because I don't necessarily want to be a burden to this other person because they had a worse experience than mine. When you're doing that, you're actually putting more stress on your nervous system and your internal dialogue with your brain and all of that. So it's going to kick up pain a lot more. However, if we like had the same injury, like say like we both like sprained our ankles. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so my pain level is like a seven or eight. And you're just like, no, mine's like a four. That doesn't mean that my pain is more intense than yours. It just means that like this is how I handle my pain. Mm. And this is how you handle your pain. And that both mm. pain are very real. They're very, very individualized to the person because it also depends on how sensitive your brain is wired to pain specifically. And so this is going to kind of tie into the emotional part of it. So every time we're just like, oh, I shouldn't feel this way, or I shouldn't make a big deal about this. We're actually suppressing those feelings of pain. And so on an emotional level, I mean, how do you feel when you're in that comparison mode on an emotional level, Elizabeth? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was just going to say like, it's like, it makes me feel like I don't matter, right? Like I shouldn't even bother or like I shouldn't take care of it. And and I like, I like that you pointed that out because I started thinking like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, and that's the same thing about um, really paying attention to our feelings and emotions, whether pain related or not, it's really being aware and uh, acknowledging that your feelings do matter, your emotions do matter. And it's a matter of paying attention of what's going on so that you can shift if it's a negative feeling or emotion, shifting it to a more positive. But when I'm like, for example, like how I was comparing myself just now, or when somebody else is comparing themselves, or like when they're brushing off their emotions or like they're pushing through and bottling it up it's like you're telling yourself that you don't matter like you can't you know that you're not worthy of being different or changing yeah so how right? does that make make you feel on an emotional level and do you feel it in your body specifically oh my gosh yeah I feel like crying because <laughs> like yeah. that's like not not true it, I know that I'm worthy and I'm, I do the work, you know? So like, it's, it feels like on welcoming, like, no, like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you <absolutely>. know? <laughs> yeah. And so For lack of that, better word, that's okay. <laughs> so the, 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 I'm really glad that you brought up that. Like, I just want to cry. Right. Because crying is actually a natural healing mechanism that the body uses to get stuck emotions out of the body. Because when we're constantly suppressing, suppressing emotions, I mean, emotions are energy and different emotions have different frequencies. Right. I mean, when you walk into a room and you can feel like it, it just feels really heavy, it's like you could cut the, the tension with a knife type of thing. That's the emotion that's being expressed out there. Whereas, you know, when you go to a birthday party and it's all fun and light and exciting, you're just like more comfortable, right? Well, mm -hmm. that's the same thing with emotions that go on in our body. But when we suppress them, we actually stop them, stop the emotional cycle halfway, and then they get stuck. And then they become like 
thorns in our body where these suppressed emotions. So you're getting caught up in different scenarios in life, different situations. And, you know, for example, like people with fibromyalgia, when they have practiced pain so often and they're just like, oh, I can't talk about my pain. I like, I'm just a burden, all of these things. They're just suppressing all of that. And so they're so used to the pattern of being isolated and being away. Whereas the brain sees that as like a safe pattern. So it'll do that. But like, say like this person with fibromyalgia went to go for lunch on a, on a picnic with some friends out in the sunshine. That's not technically a danger threatening thing to be right but Mm -hmm. in the brain this is going outside of the pain cycle and it's just like oh well this is totally different so we're going to kick on the pain response even more and so this is like why pain is so specific to the individual and how their pain is wired to them because i mean the brain is going to interpret different situations based on your past experiences whether that's a threatening situation to produce more pain and more intense with it or to dial it back yeah exactly I yeah that's I love Katie this is awesome (laughs) thank you so much for coming on here because this is like I just and I told you this before inviting you I mean when I invited you was like people need to hear you talk people need to know and understand and really get to the bottom of this because like there's so many people out there experiencing pain my mom feels it all the time and I wish that she understood more English so she can be in listening to listen to this podcast I'll have to transcribe it for her in Spanish um (laughs) but like it's I I just love this conversation because it's like going back to really not letting yourself get to the point of where you're like basically crippled and or like burnt out to to a level of like you really can't do anything like when I am so stressed out when I've been stressed out and I'm not I've not realized that I'm stressed right because I just continue to go and I used to continue to go and push through and push through and push through until I had no more energy to give like and that as a result, would burn myself out. I would feel the, my body would feel the pain. I would feel heavy and unable to, to do anything, unable to focus, unable to, to think about anything else because I've spent so much time and it's accumulated. It had accumulated to the point that you rupture like a volcano. Um, and then the cycle starts over again for many people. So I'm glad that I was able to work with you and do this work because it's so important. And like, I wouldn't want anything stopping me from like creating the impact that I'm, you know, creating right now, you know, like I want to just be living an un, a very like smooth and happy, joyous, enjoyable life where I'm pain-free and really just putting myself out there, right? comfortably where I'm not in pain and I'm confident and I feel really good so thank you so much for that Katie and so my very last question before we wrap up what is something that in addition to what you've shared today what is something that you wish um maybe you knew 
in the beginning of your journey about with pain? Oh, that that's a that's a good question. Um, honestly, I I wish I knew that it was okay to trust myself because I had mm-hmm. so many doctors tell me that this is how it was going to be. I mean, like I, I did cage fighting for years and I was, I was 20 years old and I was having chronic pain issues from all of these injuries that had accumulated. And they're just like, this is just something that you have to deal with. You're going to be stuck on pain medications. You're never going to be able to return back to your physical active lifestyle. You're not going to be able to do martial arts anymore. And I just, I, I refuse to have somebody else dictate what I could and couldn't do. I felt like they didn't know my body and they don't know who I am. So who are they to say that I can't do what I want? And like, you know, like, I'm really glad that I trusted myself and trusted myself to go on that path to find answers. And if you're trying to find answers right now, the best thing to do is start asking questions. And if something doesn't feel right with your medical professional, your physician or whatever, ask questions. And I'm sure it drove like my doctor's nuts, but I asked those questions because I'm, I'm here to look out for me. I don't really know what the intention is of that other person of that doctor, but I need to look out for me. And if something doesn't sit right and it doesn't make me feel good, like I'm not going to follow that path. I'm going to do what feels best for me. So it, Mm -hmm. it was all about like trusting me and listening to my body and knowing like, I knew there had to be a different out, like answer. There had to be a different outcome because the the path that I was going down on, I had seen like my mom and my grandmother go down that path. And it's just like, I I don't want to be like the next one doing this. And so I I wanted to break out of that pattern. And it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, they're like just being open to a different possibility, to a different Mm -hmm. outcome, to a different perspective. That was something that just really, really shifted me. And I was really glad because those answers led me or those questions led me to the answers of really understanding what pain actually is. And now pain is starting to be communicated in a totally different way. And physicians and um, therapists are starting to get educated. It's slow moving, but it's in the process of it, but it's asking those questions like, and then seeing like, is this something that I want to continue repeating? And, Mm -hmm. you know, when you ask questions outside, you start to ask yourself internally, and then you could start to like, ask your self coach yourself, basically. And mm-hmm. so I'm so glad that I did that because now I am very active in Krav Maga, which is another form of martial arts and self-defense. And I actually was able to um, do my yellow belt test where I scored the highest out of my whole entire testing class. Yeah, I had wow. all the odds pressed up against me because I had all of these injuries. I was told that I would never be able to do intense physical activity like that. And that I had to rely on pain medication and I had to be really careful. They don't know my body like I do. And I learned how to tap into the power of my brain by asking those questions and trusting myself. And if you don't trust yourself right now, that's okay. Start educating yourself educating and asking yourself, because when you have that education and that knowledge, that's where you have the power to choose what you want to do with that information. Yes, 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 yes. Oh my goodness. So good. And speaking of education, we get to dive deep even further and go a little further into workshopping specifically 
pain freedom and what that really looks like in the Get Unstuck workshop that I'm hosting next week. It kicks off March 22nd. So once you sign up, if you're a person who wants to get unstuck and really uncover any blocks, limiting beliefs, and procrastination that you know, are holding you back from achieving a fulfilling life, then sign up because it's a free, no charge workshop. And I'm going to go all in for three days. And I'm even inviting Katie to do a workshop with me for pain freedom. And that is going to be so magical. And so, so good for anyone who's experiencing pain. Remember all kinds, any kind of pain, any level of pain you are welcome. And to have access to that specific workshop, um, you need to be signed up in the um, and registered for the workshop specifically so that you make sure we make sure to give you that access. And Katie, are we doing are you doing like a coaching session on there by chance? I'm just curious, like maybe one person get, gets lucky. I know you're 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 running the show basically that entire workshop. I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I definitely have um, a free experience for them to jump into um, that they can do once they sign up and everything to learn more okay. about pain. And then, okay. um, you know, this could be like a special bonus. I could invite a coaching session on. So if that's something that you guys are interested in, definitely send Elizabeth, contact me, get some feedback on that because, you know, I want to be here to support you guys because support Mm -hmm. is just so incredibly important when it comes to pain and just like anything in our lives. Yes, that's perfect. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I'm so excited for that. And so Katie, before we wrap up one very last question, I know I said that earlier, but this very last question, um, what does it mean to be a peaceful powerhouse to you? A peaceful powerhouse. Um, to me, being a peaceful powerhouse be means being true to myself, um, really connecting to myself on all different levels and trusting myself. That's like the biggest thing is like being a peaceful powerhouse, because when you trust yourself, so many different doors open up for you. You show up with different confidence. And even if you don't know the necessary, necessary, even if you don't know the path ahead of you, like you just trust that you are on the right path. Like you don't need to have all of the different steps laid out in front of you. You just know that you're on the right track and that the next step that you take is the right one for you. And so for me, especially in the the line of work that I do, being a peaceful powerhouse is educating people about pain and to help them to shift in a different perspective and to not fear pain when it comes about and to not look at it as a huge restriction or limitation instead of instead looking at it as like a very empowering state where you can learn to grow and change in the ways that you want to, um, because pain is a request for change. And oftentimes we don't listen until it's painful. I mean, how many times have you been able to have a massive breakthrough when everything was like sunshine and rainbows? You need to have like a little discomfort there, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. So, so like being a peaceful powerhouse, it's just like being a leader and standing in my truth and just trusting my my path and who I am and what I stand for. 
I love that so, so much. That was a nice definition there. I love it. Thank you so much, Katie, for your time with me today. And I cannot wait for the workshop coming up. And if you have any question, please, please, please reach out to Katie Sutton on uh, Instagram. She is the Katie Sutton. And you can always um, leave comments or questions in the podcast too. And I will surely make sure your question gets answered. So thank you so much, everybody, for joining, for hopping on and listening. This was so much fun. Yay. (laughs) Bye.